0: outlet for outdoors and western lifestyle news the bend show i am your host rebecca warner aka back and as always you know we love hearing from y'all comment stories ideas get a hold of us anytime call or text 305-900-BEND that again is 305-900-2363 or you can always drop an email to bendradioshow at gmail.com. Hide behind the scenes, my producer and co-host, Jeff Tigger Earhart. He's got his hands wrapped up here at the moment, so I'm just going to kick off the show by saying how many of you are locked and loaded, westward bound for the long-awaited elk rifle season? For example, Montana's open Saturday, October 21st, and Colorado has already started kicking off its first season, with the second season soon to start, while nebraska will be wrapping up bull elk seasons here on october 31st we want to be sure to wish everyone the best out there on a successful trip In our news shortly, we have another grizzly story you'll want to hear. And then also, for those that are leaving on that long-awaited hunting or fishing excursion, we share ideas that uh, Tigger and I personally do so that when a spouse or, say, a loved one is left behind, they don't feel lonely, avoid the jealousy that could stem, you know what I'm (laughs) talking about, and keep everyone being a part of that memorable trip. Also on today's show, we have an expert in upland game hunting joining us, and we are talking about stealth pheasant hunting. Yeah, you heard me right, stealth pheasant hunting. With all that on deck, let's ride and get the show on the road. Our leading news story, Hunter Education Protected. President Joe Biden has signed the Protecting Hunting Heritage and Education Act, which protects funding for schools that provide hunter education archery, shooting sports, and other programs. The signature comes after both chambers of the U.S. Congress solidly passed the legislation that fixes language from the Bipartisan Safer Communities Act of 2022 that potentially allowed the U.S. Department of Education to pull federal funding from schools that have hunter education, archery, and other shooting sports programs. We are thankful to hear that it has been corrected did the next story florida encourages residents outdoors Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has announced a new initiative that went into effect this week to encourage Floridians to get outside, including discounts to state parks and for obtaining hunting and fishing licenses. The Great Outdoors Initiative was created to encourage residents to explore Florida's state parks, recreation areas, and waterways. The executive order directs the Florida Department of Environmental Protection and the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission to offer. 50% off annual state park passes, and gold sportsmen's hunting and fishing licenses. DeSantis had this to say, Florida is home to some of the best state parks, waterways, and recreational lands in the country, and I encourage all Floridians to get outdoors, experience our extraordinary natural resources, and enjoy our fundamental right to hunt and fish. We are now making it more affordable for families to get outside and enjoy these wonders by offering state park passes and fishing and hunting licenses at sharply discounted rates. Now head to thebenshow.com for the full listing of the discounted rates. We hope other states look into doing something similar for their residents. Another grizzly story to share. Apparently this season is one for the books. Idaho grizzly killed in self-defense. An elk hunter in Idaho shot and killed a grizzly bear in self-defense after the animal charged directly at him in a surprise encounter, according to wildlife officials. The hunter was moving through heavy timber near Henry's Lake State Park last weekend when the large adult female grizzly emerged from the brush a short distance away, according to the Idaho Department of Fish and Game when the hunter who is not publicly identified yelled to warn his hunting partner about the bear the grizzly rushed towards him. The hunter drew his sidearm and fired several times as the charging bear closed in on the man, striking and killing the animal before it was able to make contact. After killing the grizzly, the department said the hunter immediately called the Citizens Against Poaching Hotline to report the incident. Officials responded and conducted a thorough investigation. It was determined by wildlife officials that the hunter acted in self-defense during a surprise encounter with the bear from a very close distance. Officials are reminding hunters again that grizzly bears are protected under state and federal law and that the animals may be encountered within the greater Yellowstone and North Idaho areas. When hunting in grizzly country, the department encouraged visitors again to carry bear spray and keep it accessible, as well as hunt with partners, look for signs of grizzly bears and retrieve meat quickly and hang it along with other food and garbage, at least 10 feet off the ground and 200 yards from camp. Most attacks occur by inadvertently surprising a bear at close range, according to the officials who advised visitors to make noise around creeks and thick vegetation when not hunting. This comes after earlier in the month when Representative Dan Newhouse of Washington, who chairs the Congressional Western Caucus, introduced legislation that would block a federal proposal to release grizzly bears in a forest area in Washington the legislation would force the Department of Interior to withdraw a proposed rule introduced in September that would involve actively restoring populations of the grizzly bears in Washington. We're following this as as you can tell. We've talked about grizzly bears a lot this fall, and 2023 is shaping up to be the year of beware of the bears now
1: i do have a question for you you were elk hunting in montana several times and i know that you had your sidearm with you Mm -hmm. as did everybody in your party and you had bear spray was there ever a time that you got a little bit nervous when you were out there i don't know if i've ever asked you that to be honest
0: uh yes there was an instance Incidents, excuse me, where we were far from camp. We were about an hour and a half away from camp on horseback and we had taken a bull elk and it was getting close to nighttime and we had to leave the carcass behind, hung it as high as we could in the trees and then just carried the back straps and the antlers, Mm the head with us Mm -hmm. back to our horses in which then we rode in the dark back to camp. So then, the next day, when we went back to retrieve our meat, all of us actually, myself and my brothers, we ended up singing because, in our order, to as we said, make noise, scare off any bears. And I mean, we were you thought
1: there could be some right,
0: up. and thankfully we did so because when we got back to our our uh, carcass that was up in the up in the trees. I started doing some tracking because we remained as a group. This is also important. I'm going to go off topic a little bit. That is that one person stays vigilant, keeps an eye on what's going around while the others are maybe cutting up the animal.
1: Oh, kind of a lookout. Yes. So
0: I was the lookout. I started tracking and looking around, and sure enough, I found grizzly prints. And we're talking they were bigger than my hand.
1: So it kind of made you realize where you're in somebody else's neighborhood and you need to be careful.
0: Absolutely. So please be aware of the bears.
1: You know, you never told me that story. (laughs) So,
0: all right, I'm not supposed to be
1: nervous here a little bit. There is
0: absolutely a reason why I've never shared this with you. Glad we did this live with everybody. My face is turning red right now. Can we go
1: to break? I think you and I need to have a little discussion.
0: All right, folks, keep it locked right here to The Ben Show. We are talking about stealth pheasant hunting after this short break. Are the Florida Keys calling your name? Have you dreamed of catching exotic mahi-mahi, red snapper, sailfish, grouper? Blue Water Girl Charters can fulfill your dreams of saltwater fishing excitement. Book today, full or half-day charters. Let Blue Water Girl Charters make your dreams a reality. Blue Water Girl Charters. Follow on Facebook for booking and more information. Blue Water Girl Charters. Catch dinner and memories.
1: Before you head to the next rodeo, a concert, maybe a gathering on or off the ranch, we head to Medora Boot and Western Wear.
0: Tigger and Beck here for Medora Boot and Western Wear, latest Western fashion in boots, jackets, and hats.
1: From durable ranch wear to keeping the horses in sturdy tack, visit MedoraBoot.com to order.
0: Or better yet, plan to visit Medora, North Dakota, and shop Medora Boot and Western Wear.
1: Again, go to MedoraBoot.com. You can follow on Facebook and tell them Tigger and Beck sent you.
0: welcome back to your outlet for outdoors and western lifestyle the bend show i am your host rebecca warner and joining alongside is my co-host jeff tigger Earhart. now that pheasant opener is behind us and at times it seems kind of like the pheasant's they know, right? They know when we're out there. Well, we were looking at how we've been hunting. And often, because we have youth with us, we're yelling things such as rooster, hen, or maybe sometimes we catch the kids yelling
1: bird, bird. Or I tend to sometimes say, you know, heads up, boys. But maybe I've been doing that wrong this whole time because I think there are some people that are out there hunting, is, and we're talking pheasants now, ringneck pheasants, where... If we make some noise, they're just going to flush up in front of us. We're going to scare them in front of us. And that is not the situation. So I had the chance to talk with uh, Rick Acker. We had him on the show here a few a few weeks ago with Rough Rider Game Birds. And uh, if, if, if there's anything to be known about pheasants, this guy has got it down. So we're talking with him about stealth hunting.
3: First off, uh, safety first. So when you get a big group of people and and people are making a lot of noise and yelling rooster and hen, I get it. You want to make sure that uh, everybody knows where everybody is and you're not accidentally shooting at a hen pheasant and whatnot. But especially as you get late in the year, I'm a big believer in stealth hunting. And if I'm hunting by myself or with a small group, uh, you know, people that I'm used to hunting with, I always go with uh, stealth hunting because you're going to put more birds in your game bag if you do that because... Uh, A pheasant's number one sense is hearing. So if you get to a spot and you're slamming that car door and yelling at the dog and whatever they are taking their escape routes and they're getting out of there. And I'll give you an example. Uh, This past weekend, I limited out at a spot, got to my truck, and this nice old guy comes up to me and goes, you know, how's hunting been? And I'm like, "Uh, good, I just got my limit. He goes, well, would you like to join me? And I said, "Ah, like I said, I I just got my limit. And I watched him go down into the ditch where some uh, pheasants were uh, uh, flying across. And it was amazing as I watched him in my binoculars – the roosters filtering out behind him and he was being quiet so imagine what pheasants are doing when you're making a lot of noise i mean they are uh, you know they've got their escape routes you know those two three-year-old birds they got to be that old for that reason because they are very smart so big believer in keeping it quiet we use hand signals uh with each other don't yell at the dog uh, I, i've got a little uh, warning thing on my shot collar, so if she gets too far in front of me i just kind of you know hit that and she'll turn around and just kind of like you're you know you're riding a horse and pulling on the reins so but it's a great way to hunt and it will certainly put more pheasants in your
1: in your game pouch for sure So the other question that was brought up to us was sight when it comes to pheasants. What is their sight like, and true or false, that they are colorblind or they can see color? They can 100% see
3: color. That is their second best sense. So again, safety first. By no means am I telling people not to wear orange. Obviously, it's a good idea to do so, especially if you're hunting with a group. Uh, During deer season, I think it's uh, imperative. Your life is a lot more Important than, uh, than getting a limit of birds, but uh, early in the season, if I'm by myself when deer season is not going on or uh, if I'm hunting with uh, somebody that I really know well and we're used to hunting with each other, I wear a very limited amount of orange. And again, I think especially late in the year, it gives you a chance to just get a little bit closer to some of those pheasants because so often it seems like late in the year, especially they're flushing just out of range. And again, noise, uh, color, things like that, it all comes into play.
1: And I'm assuming it makes a difference when you start getting later in the season and foliage is falling off trees. It's a lot more open. There might be snow on the ground. And I am can only assume from that statement that they're more likely to see you, this big blob that's, or, you know, 10 blobs or a dozen blobs or 16 or whatever's in your hunting party. They're more likely to be able to see this coming, which causes them to, and this happens all the time when you're in a tree row. You have people posting on the end, assuming that they're going to just keep running in the tree row all the way to the end, but we see it more times than not that you know 50 yards in front of you that are out of a shot range they're ducking and they're diving because they can see us and they can hear us
3: no you're absolutely right and you bring up a a very good point on uh, snow it definitely magnifies the color you know when the sun is out especially you got uh, a bright day that orange uh, definitely uh, stands out again i want everyone to know i'm certainly not advocating that you do not wear orange i mean it By all means, safety first. But I I think there's a time and place when maybe you don't wear orange. And you bring up another thing that I think is kind of important that a lot of people don't do when it comes to posting. I see most of the time people have their posters standing, you know, straight up, wide open. Um, What we like to do is we usually have our posters get down like they're almost waterfall hunting because – Uh, again like you said a lot of times when pheasants are running and they see that that orange blob there they're gonna flush at you know 50 yards 60 yards where if you actually stay down you know a lot of times the birds will run right out at them and in fact one time a friend of mine we were uh, walking a fence row and we decided to walk at each other so we dropped each other off and as Steve was getting closer to me I literally, he was flushing birds left and right. So I just got down and sure enough, he literally brought birds within about 10 yards and they had no idea I was even there.
1: So I think Rick has some very good points in terms of stealth hunting and being quiet and him saying that the pheasants... Uh, their, their first, their strongest sense is their sense of hearing. Mm-hmm. So they know when you're coming, be quiet. You know, I, I think that's just kind of a general rule of thumb when you're hunting, but I know it's kind of hard when we're hunting with a big group of people that we usually are and people are laughing and it's a lot of fun and you know, all of those sorts of things. But so we're going to try it a little bit differently. We're going to try to get the wee ones and me too, to be quiet.
0: And I'm Stealth gonna hunting. chime in on how we also said their sight. They have very good sight. Mm-hmm. And we mm-hmm. were talking about wearing orange or not. I'm gonna remind you all, check your states' regulations for upland game hunting. Because it's different so, for every you got state. It. Yeah. Some states may require fluorescent orange vests and or hats. Every year, laws change, so it's very important to know the laws before you're hitting the fields, regardless what species one is hoping to hunt or catch.
1: So next week, here's what we'll do. We'll bring you an update because we tried hunting the one way where we had the young guys out front, and I was letting them make noise, thinking they're going to scare up birds. We're going to do it exactly the opposite. The weather conditions are going to be almost identical, and we'll see how we do.
0: All right, crew, we're going to take a small little break, but stay with us because you know there's always something coming around the bend.
1: Before you head to the next rodeo, a concert, maybe a gathering on or off the ranch, we head to Medora Boot and Western Wear.
0: Tigger and Beck here for Medora Boot and Western Wear, latest Western fashion in boots, jackets, and hats.
1: From durable ranch wear to keeping the horses in sturdy tack, visit MedoraBoot.com to order.
0: Or better yet, plan to visit Medora, North Dakota, and shop Medora Boot and Western Wear. Again, go
1: to MedoraBoot.com. You can follow on Facebook and tell them Tigger and Beck sent you. The holidays are around the corner and finding that thoughtful gift from the heart is always the goal. Well, we have the perfect idea for you. Meet author Rachelle Barrett, The Prairie Crocus.
0: I welcome you to my world, a collection of poems, love notes, and essays about ranch life, motherhood, and life lessons from the prairie in my new book, Anthology, and 2024 Ranch Life Calendar. Order both today at prairie-crocus.com.
1: Beautiful photos with words that speak to the heart and soul. Prairie-crocus.com, turning thoughts into writings from the heart. A perfect gift in time for the holidays.
0: This is Beck. Beck. First, I appreciate all of you for listening and making The Bend part of your week. Many of you have asked, how do I catch past episodes? The answer is super easy. Head to thebendshow.com and click on the shows tab. There you can listen to every episode all the way back to episode one. Podcasters, head to your favorite podcasting app and search The Bend. You'll find us. Be sure to follow and subscribe and never miss another episode again. It's a bird. It's a
2: plane. It's a, a floating pumpkin. Oh, you heard it right. A pumpkin. A 1,293-pound Atlantic pumpkin. Steve Cooney of Lebanon, Missouri, made a world-record attempt with the assistance of a local paddling club, Paddle KC. This 38-mile excursion down the Missouri River went from Caw Point in Kansas City down to Napoleon. CUNY's float beat the previous Guinness World Record set in 2022 by a Nebraska man who did it in an 846 pound pumpkin. CUNY squashed that record not only by miles but by pounds. Now, hear this out the rind or the shell of this 1,293 pound gourd was eight inches thick. Photos of this ride have been shared to the Facebook page of Paddle KC. Congratulations, Steve Cuny, for smashing this
0: pumpkin record. Thank you, Heather Crowey, our Bend Field reporter. Always appreciate hearing from you. Ways to flirt from the field is what I'm going to call this segment. Flirt from yes, the field? Yes, yes. Well, okay, we all have are, this are happen. You gonna, are we
1: talking naughty?
0: No. This is a family show. So you're you're talking... What I'm talking about is when one of you is heading out on an excursion, an adventure, it doesn't matter what it is, and the other is left behind. Sometimes, you know, yes, we sometimes need our space and you could be excited, but we've all seen those t-shirts that say, this marriage is on hold during hunting season. Oh, right, right, right. Right? Okay. Well, in order for those maybe sour feelings to not occur, this is kind of what we've come up with that has helped both Tigger and I, because often we go separate directions.
1: Especially during like rodeo season, where if I'm doing something somewhere, and you're at the ranch somewhere, and we tend to go opposite directions. Or I'm going on a
0: hunting you're trip. You're going
1: on a hunting trip, and I'm stuck back here. <laughs> so this is kind of some relationship things I could just it. kind of have. Okay,
0: I like that. I like that. All right, the first one we tend to always do is we pack for whoever's trip together. We pack together, we practice the gear that we're going to use, we try it out together, so we kind of have fun with it. Especially, say, those pre-packaged meals maybe you're going to be packing into the wilderness. Tigger and I will use it almost as a date night and cook them up ahead of time and try them together. That way, we're both involved.
1: And there's a big reason for that, too, to make sure that when you're eating them out in the field that you don't get sick. Exactly. That it doesn't agree, you know, if it doesn't agree with you or something like the that. The
0: next thing that uh, I tend to do this more than Tigger does, but before I head out, I always leave notes in unexpected places before I leave. So say I know he's probably going to end up using styrofoam plates or paper plates while I'm gone. I'll stick little notes that just so he knows that he's being thought of. You
1: will put them in my hat all the time. And it's always something funny. I mean, we're big about that, like memes or something to make the other one laugh.
0: And that's where I bring in about the flirty text messages because even if you're in remote areas, You get up on top of a ridge, you're going to get a little bit of service and at least text messages go through. So beforehand, while you're getting ready for your trip, we're both good about saving those great memes to make Mm -hmm. each other laugh. We'll send little flirty text messages just to kind of keep the spice going, keep the fire burning at home. I
1: know there's a (laughs) lot of people that are rolling their eyeballs and saying, oh, come on, come on. No, it actually it has helped tremendously. It Tremendously. Does.
0: It does. The other one is while one or the other is gone, do those small chores or surprise the other by doing something you usually wouldn't take care of around the house. So maybe go get the wash truck for your man. Something like that.
1: You mean the truck washed? That's not, what not I meant. the wash truck.
0: Oh Well, you knew what what I meant. meant. As
1: long as you wash the truck, that's what matters.
0: The last one, though, is to always make sure you give your other half that big kiss or big hug before leaving. But most importantly is to do the same upon returning so that they know just how much they were missed.
1: And ultimately, I'm going to say this. It can be a lot more fun. Take it from the team, man. Take it from me. It can be a lot more fun on these trips or getting ready if one's going on a trip if you both get involved.
0: And that is all, folks, for this week. Thank you to my producer, co-host, Jeff Tigger Earhart, to our expert on upland game hunting, as well as he's an award-winning taxidermist, Rick Acker of Rough Rider Game Birds. We sure did appreciate the stealth pheasant hunting tips. And thanks to our Bend Field staffer, Heather Crowy of Little Rack Taxidermy, for her latest reports. And remember always, folks, to keep sending in any questions you might have. Know of something spot-worthy for us to share, a recipe we need to test, or your area's field reports. That number, again, you can call or text anytime is 305-900-2363. Again, that's 305-900-2363. Or you can email bendradioshow at gmail.com. We love hearing and seeing your life on or off the trail. If you missed part of this episode or you want to hear past shows, you can find them all on the website, thebendshow.com. And be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting app and to The Bend Show YouTube channel. Looking to change things up at your next event, conference, or awards banquet? Plan on having us, Tigger and Beck, entertain your crowd. We have all kinds of stories to share and are excited to be a part of your event. We cover everything from ranching to cattle, hunting, fishing, camping, and even rodeo. Thank you to our partners, Ditelli Outdoors, The Prairie Crocus, Blue Water Girl Charters, Buckstorm, Little Rack Taxidermy, Mickey's Mustard, ToxicCalls.com, Wablo Creek Outfitters, Atlas Tracks, RFD TV, and Wrangler. Finally, a big thanks to all of you listeners out there that came along. And whether you're coming or going today, stay with us as we ranch it up. And remember to keep up with me back all week long by following The Bend on Facebook and on Instagram at The Bend Show. This is Rebecca Warner. Catch Beck if you can next week on The Bend.